At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Welcome back to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Matt. Uh, I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And today we are doing uh, Born This Way, which is the 18th episode in the second season, almost to the end of the second season, which is kind of mind-blowing. We've, we've come a long way here, guys. Finally. Finally, but yet, yet not quite so finally, just like almost finally. Right, so, the, so Born This Way premiered on April 26, 2011, and a little background summary for you guys. As National approaches, Rachel's nose injury causes her to consider nose reconstruction. This brings the rest of the group's insecurities to surface, and Will decides to take things in his own hands and makes it an assignment to sing about loving yourself for your insecurities and flaws. However, Quinn doesn't agree. She's hiding something, and Lauren's determined to find out what. Meanwhile, Santana hatches a plan to get Brittany back that also involves getting Kurt to come back to McKinley, but the only person standing in the way is Karowski. The episode was directed by Alfonso Gomez Rayon and written by Brad Falchuk. As a, as a slight aside, uh, this episode actually had uh, the least watched episode of the season. It was at 8.6 million viewers, and it's also the longest episode of Glee. Uh, with an extra 24 minutes of screen time. It's like 90 minutes when it aired fully. Um, I'm not going to say correlation is causation. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to put that out there. It's the well, longest really episode. It was also the little stretch. <laughs> I, I would think that it's probably because it followed Night of Neglect and everyone yeah. turned the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. Everyone I tuned mean, I, in to Night of Neglect after uh, original song and then tuned back out after yeah. Night of Neglect. Yeah, there was no, some I mean, buzz for the original song, and they were like, well, what's this cool show? And then they saw Night of Neglect, and were like, oh, I was lied to. I mean, as we as we pointed out before, uh, ratings are more indicative of previous episodes than current episodes. Because exactly. as you said, they're going to go, oh, hey, I'll tune into that. Or, no, that, that, that previous episode sucks, so I'm done. So it's, but still. Yeah, and the previous episode sucked. Previous episodes sucked, and then this one was another half hour, and you're like, why? Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, just going for broke here, guys, huh? All right, all right. It was another half hour, and yet there weren't that many more songs. (laughs) Yeah, that's weird. There really were. There really weren't. I mean, it was, I mean, a lot happened. But I also feel like if you, you didn't need to make this episode longer, you could have just, you know, better paced the rest of the show. Mm Well, That's, yeah, you just get rid of Night of Neglect and <laughs> stretch the yeah. shit back also, in. Also, completely get rid of one of your entire uh, plots. Like, there, there's, there's a whole plot line of 
uh, Santana is going to do whatever she can to basically get Kurt to come back to McKinley. And oh, we're just going to jump right into that. Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, we can just like forget that plot entirely. And then you would save time. Oh, yeah. Yes, because that doesn't happen yet. <laughs> because storytelling wise, it was bullshit. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I brought it I up. I forgot how I, angry I was about this. <laughs> and then I watched this episode and I went, yeah, yeah, I'm mad about this. You're like, yeah, the anger all came back. I'm still let's, mad okay, about how what a dumb idea this was. There's, um, there's multiple reasons why this idea sucks, but uh, I kind of just want to, I mean, just jump on into it as far as like, from a storytelling perspective, it's bad. from like, if you're, if you're looking at it from uh, like within the show kind of a thing, like of, of Kurt uh, leaving a school and coming back, going back to McKinley where he was like bullied, also bad. It's sort of like every which way you look at this, it's bad. Yes. And I have like, it's, so yeah, you have um, in the story, obviously, uh, he's in a school where his boyfriend goes to school, surrounded by, you know, attractive, waspy-esque and, and vaguely multi-racial uh, boys. And then it's academically challenging. And we think. We assume. Yeah. It's either academically challenging or there's absolutely no academics whatsoever. It's one of the, it's either one, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to leave that to go back to McKinley where he was continually bullied. Uh, supposedly the academics are not as good. I just assume, because Dalton, you know, Dalton Academy just sounds like it'd be prestigious, but I could be wrong. And anyway, and like, yeah, he's got his friends there, but how many of his friends actually like backed him up as opposed to like Blaine who actually did try to back him up and help him with stuff? So yeah, I don't understand in any space where Kurt would leave to go back to McKinley voluntarily outside of monetary. Because if they said, oh, you know, monetarily I could get that. But he was just like, no, I'm done. I'm like, you really think like your dad would just be like, yeah, no, okay, it's all cool. It's all cool. We just, been, you know, lost a bunch of money trying to get you there, but like, whatever, whatever. Um, Maybe they get a refund. To, one would hope. I mean, it's also then, like, it's frustrating because they could have set it up to make like their reasons why Kurt wanted to go back. Like if I, I know they wanted him to have solos because, you know, they wanted Chris to have songs. Uh, but if they had like played up the fact that Kurt didn't get solos because, you know, the Warblers are an actual ensemble. That might have been a good reason for him to want to go back to McKinley, where he, you know, had a little more like say in things. Yeah. I Except he didn't like, get solos at McKinley well, either. Yes, no, but that, he got to like pick his own songs. Like yes. I'm, I don't know how Warblers practices work, but I'm assuming they're not letting like one person take the stage for something completely unrelated to anything that's going to work it into an actual show set. No, I mean, well, he, I assume they're just orgies, but I that could just be thick. Also, that's yes. a canon issue that we might have to cover. I mean, maybe that's why he wanted to go back. He was just too sore. Like those so thigh tired. muscles needed a rest. He's just so tired. Oh, God, <laughs> I'm tired from all of the sex <laughs> is a thing. This I is never... a family 
Instagram. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Totally. Yes. Um, yeah, family, Ryan Murphy, sure. Yeah, I mean, so like, okay, maybe if it's like he he wanted more solos, and despite the fact that he didn't actually get solos, and like the other the other school, okay, maybe that's why he's you know wanting to go back to, to McKinley. But they didn't really push that up. The only thing I really got from it was like, I want to be able to sing my songs and I want to wear my own clothes. And I'm like, that does not compute as reasons for anything. Yeah. Um, good reasons. And um, I know he's a teenager, but he's not the one that gets to make the decisions at the end of the day. It's kind of like your dad. And as a storytelling device, you need your audience to, to believe what you're selling and i just don't and i like there's just no no way for me to believe this on any on any level and uh and just makes me angry frankly well and also from a storytelling device it would have been for me so much more interesting for kurt to stay out of the the main storyline for longer Mm -hmm. because would have had more reason to stay with a dual storyline happening. We would have had more reason to stay with McKinley. We would have had more growth with Kurt and Blaine as separate characters outside of the Glee Club, where they just become pieces in what cogs in a wheel or whatever the fuck the term is. Like as soon as Kurt goes back and he's gone for all of like six episodes it's not even a a year it's not even six months it's just a couple of episodes there's no tension no drama there's no stakes there's no sense that he's becoming a different person or that it matters or that it means anything to leave a school this just looks like oh he left and then he gets to come back and nothing matters and who gives a shit and then as we will see Blaine just transfers anyway because who gives a shit? Nothing matters. Who cares? And it I mean, and that that I mean, also pisses me off when that happens too because it's more interesting when things are apart. And this is somebody who wants characters to be together, but from a storytelling standpoint, it is more interesting when, for a time, your characters are separate and they have to overcome obstacles. And here in the story, the obstacle is that Kurt is separate from the rest of his friends and he's learning to exist in a different school that has different rules and he has to grow with a different club that he is not used to and it will make him a better fucking person and to just be able to say no i'm gonna go back to the club that might win because it's not just that he wants to have solos and wear his clothes he wants to the the warblers are out of contention he wants to go back and have a chance at winning like that's uh, fuck you <laughs> like you don't just skip out on this school that you've made a commitment to because you want to go have a chance at nationals like the rest of the warblers don't get to just go to another Same team school. yeah you really know schools to keep going that's not how clubs and teams work you know Damn, just like, i'm annoyed i'm annoyed at kurt now and i wasn't before like, you just sold me on that. He just, he, he lost, he lost the game and then went to the other team to keep playing. There are no consequences. 
I feel like there's got to be some sort of thing that like per, like precludes that from happening, so you don't have like ringers. So it's like if you're not part of the team by this date, you don't get to you don't get to like join. And I just sort of feel like surely they surely they would have had that. Surely they would have had like a you hadn't performed in this in uh, in regionals. Yeah. You don't get yeah, yeah exactly cut off. They're like you don't get to do that. They'd be like no, yeah, it hurt. You, you don't get to, get to do that. What, you get to put your club together the last 30 seconds and just walk out on stage perform like could we all just go to nationals because we decided to last minute because it yeah, seems like right. it gets to and the glee club does this they just like they're short six people so they just grab students off the street and they all go to the national no yeah they completely the do that in the show and and we're probably going to do a mini episode about this because a very nice person sent us their um, experience in a real Ohio Glee club. So we'll talk wah, about wah, wah. what it's actually like how, <laughs> a little bit. Talk um, about how terribly wrong this actually is. But like, yeah, fucking Kurt's just bouncing around looking for the winning team. Like, that's not... Fuck you. Okay, and I even feel like, okay, like gonna leave Blaine behind too well he said I'm not gonna say goodbye to you he said that he said it it's totally true he said I would never say goodbye to you I'm sure he meant it oh yeah yeah definitely just leaving that poor man crying on the steps boy that 16 15 year old boy 14 13 what however 13 year old boy 12 oh god oh god can we not can we not that that makes me feel creepy (laughs) <laughs> that 28 year old man much better thank you thank you appreciate that <laughs> and his but, 17 I mean, year old boyfriend oh, you made it creepy oh god <laughs> and Sorry, was, back to the creepy territory to ryan murphy yeah too far i um yeah a little bit i don't know i just i have sorry Kurt, you lost like was, you lost no nationals well, for you. No New York for you, my friend. Oh, uh, Blaine does know what it does to to Kurt to lose. <laughs> That's later. But I say I I will come back to. For me, it just felt like the the point you make as far as it, it, things are better when there's a part. I think it's more like things are things are better when there's tension or when there's a problem or when there's shit to do like what if you don't if you're not a part like then you need to like there needs to be something that you need to be working either against or towards or to and it's sort of like if there's no and also if there's no friction then there's no payoff so it's sort of like great everything perfect happens and you and yes I mean obviously at the beginning of the season Kurt had a lot of issues and difficulties um but you can't just constantly have good things happening and everything works out perfectly and there's no there's no friction here but especially between like the personal relationships without basically those personal relationships being at a cost i guess and some of that and that's just like well now you're boring and well and it yeah it does come back to they only know how to, to do friction within a relationship by causing them to cheat or break up that's exactly right. what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, I felt like I could, I, could I could see your thoughts through the yeah. microphone. 
Yeah. I mean, and you're right. And that is, that is how they, that is how they're like, ah, yes, we need, we need friction. So therefore cheating. It's like, no, that's not, not the only thing that causes friction. There's a thousand other things. But it was also, we got to get Chris Colfer back to the main story because uh, we got them in the, the performances and then I, th- I sort of feel like um, they they were like oh no we can't have we can't have two um, storylines going on that's way too much well, let's let's bring it all back together bring it all back together and then obviously uh, some you know you have things like oh you know the end of the uh, the show because everybody's graduating and they're like fuck what do we do yeah we can't two have two storylines two storylines story story and it's like, let's if you had kept the two sto- if you had kept the two storylines with Dalton and the New Direction, you could have made that transition, especially if you kept Kurt and Blaine at Dalton, and you could just continue to follow them to New York, and suddenly Rachel and Santana are there, and you could have stayed in, uh, could have stayed in McKinley with the new students coming in, and you could have had those two storylines naturally you know, manifest as opposed to what we had. Especially because Blaine would have graduated first. Sure. Yes. (laughs) We just nod and smile and agree with Emily. Let me have this. Nobody's allowed to have anything, Billy. Let me have this. No, we don't get, no, we get nothing. We, We are all, we are all at Willy Wonka's factory, and Ryan Murphy is Willy Wonka, and we get nothing. So he's a murderer. Also, also uh, racially insensitive and enslaves people. Yeah, yeah, that's accurate. We've never actually uh, seen the writers out in public. So exactly. So it's so facto, they're all enslaved. Um, don't really know what's happened to them. Also, I just. I just don't buy Kurt going, you know what? I want more solos. I'm going to leave my really attractive boyfriend. But I, I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah, no. I just, baseline, I just don't believe any of it. And, I mean, I don't believe anything Lee does, but this especially. But uh, Hot boyfriend, safe school, better food. Hot boyfriend, safe school, better food, or go back to being slammed in the lockers. Let me guess. Easy choice. I also like that that it's it's Santana's idea to be like you know what would make me popular bringing Kurt back. I'm like <laughs> no. not sure not sure I'm following your thought process. Yeah, wait, okay. what? You're gonna do like, what? I feel like there's some plot holes in like your reasoning, but okay. Mm-hmm. You're sure. gonna do this by getting Karofsky. Yeah, because that side character that we need to care about so uh, here here's the thing i feel like there is no need for karofsky to be redeemed no there's not no. i no. i ha- okay so and i don't understand why ryan murphy keeps trying to make fetch happen because i'm like I nobody i mean maybe but it's just like this you can, you can you can like an actor and just like not have him in a current show. And just be yeah, like, I don't. Oh, I don't think that. Ryan Murphy does know that. Yes, he does pick people that he likes and just keeps them for for better or for worse. 
So it, it would not surprise me if he just took a liking to Max Adler and was like, uh, we have no reason for Karofsky other than I like you. Oh, Cheyenne Jackson is in Glee and in like four American Horror Stories. Does Cheyenne Jackson need to be in Glee? Does that character need to show up? No, but he does. Um, sorry, it just struck me. I was like, oh yeah, that 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 guy. Uh, that guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he does. He does like his uh, dark hair, strong jawed young men. Um, which he can talk about with the therapist. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But yeah, so it would not yeah, surprise I... me if Adler was just kept on the show because Ryan Murphy was like, you're fun. You'll do what I tell you to do. Not that Karofsky is you're, a character that makes sense. Which you're is young and impressionable and yeah. need work. Which is unfortunate because Karofsky does not make sense and continuously fucks things up. And it is not Max Adler's fault. He seems fun, but Karofsky yeah. gets in the way say, of too in many stories. In this instance, we would like to point out that uh, dislike of Karofsky does not mean dislike of Max Adler, who does seem yes. like a cool guy. Yes. Uh, Karofsky, however, just his continued presence on the show is involved with a number of storylines that are bad. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm just, I'm very, I'm very frustrated by how often they keep trying to make Karofsky a thing. And I keep just wanting to be like, nobody, nobody wants this. Uh, maybe, except for Max Adler, who probably wants the yeah. But um, Max Adler's just fine with it. He's like, it, it's dumb, but like, I, I like being paid, so cool. Yeah. But like, I, it just, it feels very, yeah. Shitty. We, well done, because it's like, yes, we should, um, when I say forgive and move on, I mean like allow yourself to move on and and just like not get stuck in like a, a mental space where you feel like a victim. So that allows you to do and be whoever you want to be. But that doesn't mean you have to forgive the your bully to their face. You don't have to forgive them in the sense of like giving them some sort of absolution. And this just feels like it's like and, and we don't have I, yeah, I don't really have a lot um, on Karofsky, and I just get very frustrated at how it's just like, mm, mm, yeah, but he's positive, so he's got a lot of issues, he's got a lot of problems, and, you know, we should feel bad, and it's like, oh, I don't know have problems, and they don't, and they don't try to bully somebody to the point of trying, of like, saying you're going to kill them, so, like, I don't, yeah. fuck off, anyway, I'm tired, I, I hate, I hate all of the Karofsky forgiveness Line. I mean, that's line, so that's just a out. sampler of the opinions we're going to have on Karofsky yeah. uh, to come. Mm -hmm. They also could have just saved this for, like, next season. Like, they could have given Kurt space before they yeah. had yeah. him reconfront the bully. Like, Karofsky could have been gone for a year. And then a it's year, like... Did some, did some growing... Yeah. On his own, but then it's time you know, to. Yeah, and I'll be—he's not gone through anything, other than realize like people realizing that he's in the closet. One person. So, One. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kurt, Kurt and Blaine though. Oh yes. 
yeah. and then the Santana. So I'm like, that is that is the sole amount or, or, or extent of what he has gone through at this point. So right. it's like you haven't even like like you don't get to have a redemption story arc without like doing stuff that's redeemable and yes. just uh, playing a fake like uh, hall monitor so that to like protect your own reputation is not it. No. Nah. Nah, bruh. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Oh, perfect. All right. So we've got, uh, so I feel like I've, I've, I've fully ranted about, about the Kurt storyline um, in the, in the moving back to the school anyway. Uh, nothing else really happens in this show, right? No, not really. No, nothing else. Cool. Mm, and um, <laughs> okay, we can take no, this. No, that's not how this works. One or two ways. We can take this. Um, we can go with Emma or we can go with Rachel and like dealer's choice. Let's go, let's go with Rachel. Do you agree, Mandy? Do you want to go good with that? Yeah, let's go with Rachel. Great. Um, who here has had a nose job? Anybody? No. Anyone? What if I said I had? I would just be very curious. Yeah, no, I haven't. I'm just. I I have it. had nasal surgery, but it, it was my brother. I, I've yeah. had like, was it like the roto rooter thing, like the? Yeah, like the scraping of the nose cavity. Yeah, I had that, mm-hmm. so that you could actually like breathe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, because mm-hmm, apparently that's the thing he said he needed to be able to do. It's weird, right? Like you actually have to have openings in your nose for air to go through. Sounds fake, but yeah. okay. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And you need to breathe to live, but whatever. I know. So I, I had I had that, but I don't it's, it's not a nose job. Um has so no, I don't think anybody here has had one. Has anyone else here had plastic surgery? Only for like medical reasons. Yeah, no. None on this end. Interesting. This is a very small sample size. Yeah. I mean There's technically yes. I had like skin grafts, so that's not, you know quite relevant to the episode type of surgery. That's true. That's true. Because I I had a breast reduction, mm-hmm. but mostly medical reasons, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, because like no one wants to haul bowling balls around. Yeah, I mean, I, I would in a heartbeat <laughs> if my insurance would cover it. Mine did, and that's why I did it. Um, yeah, so Finn clocks Rachel in the schnoz and uh breaks it, breaks it without blood, which is fascinating. Yeah. It was a very delicate break <laughs> that hardly even bruised her eyes. Or yeah, her- it was a very like television clean break. <laughs> yeah, it was real. She didn't even have like tears in her eyes. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever even just been tapped in the nose by an elbow, but man. It was very Marsha Brady. Oh, my nose. Oh, my nose. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Yep. Uh, the Bradys were a TV show in the old days. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. So mm-hmm. she breaks her nose and her uh, her doctor, whatever, whatever weird-ass doctor she goes to, um, uh, very indis- not even indiscreetly, just straight up offers to give her a uh, a nose job, 
while he's in there fixing the break and also says that it could help her singing voice by opening up her uh, blah 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 uh, yeah the whole technical <laughs> doctor term medical jargon um which sets off a an entire episode's worth of Rachel feeling self-conscious about the size and shape of her nose specifically in comparison to um Idol, Barbara Streisand, and Quinn Fabray, who apparently has a perfect nose, but that is such a, I, I haven't even, uh, <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't know that I ever would have looked at that nose and been like, yes. But yeah, I, she so, just looks like she has a very, like, waspy white girl nose. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that, that's a, that's a yeah. nose. That's nose. Cool. Good for you. Yeah, I, I always wondered, like, because you know, Glee is not a documentary. If this was one of those right. things where, like, what? How did Diana Agron fit into this whole thing with what she looks like versus what Leah Michelle looks like? And like, how did this even come yeah. about? Why was her face the one that was picked versus? Uh, Brittany, you know, like what happened here? Yeah, I mean, because of uh, probably because of the Finn Quinn Rachel triangle, but still, it's a very odd thing to. Yeah, well, I think I thought it was because of the triangle, and also because she's the popular girl. She's you know, like everybody girl. wants to look like the most popular girl, right? Yes, but knowing knowing Murphy like we know him. Just the in the back of my mind, there's always a little something like, why did you pick this? And that could just be completely erroneous and just off the mark on all ends. But anytime there's something so specific like that, where he highlights something as personal as one of his actor's facial features, like, yeah, uh, what is what is the background? What what did he overhear walking by Crafty? Like, what did, what did he overhear in someone's trailer? Like, where did this come from? So this was a, I don't know, this was a, a very large storyline that took up much of the episode where everyone spent a lot of time making Rachel feel better about her appearance, even though Leah Michelle is a, I, she's a good looking woman. I don't know that there's anyone who's like, she ugly. Yeah, I mean, she's not. She's... <laughs> She's attractive. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's such a hard one because it, it comes up later with Puck as being the one to mention. And, and because Barbara Streisand has brought up that Rachel's nose is coded and not even coded, but it's the size, shape, whatever. It, it, it's coded as Jewish, right? So it's her nose versus a white Anglo-Saxon waspy ass nose. And it's it's a weird comparison to be making on a show like this where either they shouldn't have said anything at all yeah, or really gone for it and just been like, you can't say that. I, I don't know. It, <sighs> we're trying to talk yeah, about pre-recording. The middle ground, yeah, the middle ground just doesn't work too well. The middle ground makes it sound like they're trying to say something profound and instead don't say anything at all and just leave you with a like, wait, are you are you trying to point out that they're being anti-Semitic about her nose or not? Are you, no? Yes? Mm-hmm. No? 
uh, what's happening here? Because mm-hmm. like, yes, Barbara Streisand was told to to change her nose and she said no. Uh, is this true? And people still are today. Well, mostly women because men are hardly told to do anything. So yeah. Well, regardless of this. Oh, and this fucking doctor being like, yes, I surgically altered my still growing teenage daughters. That was nice. Yeah, that's just kind of gross. And Puck yeah. also made the comment about like all the girls that come in after their 16th birthday, which I know Puck was arguing like against Rachel getting surgery, but yeah, still, like I don't know. They come back looking slightly different. Like, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet mm. they do. Well, if nothing else, the storyline gave us um, one of my favorite mashups of I Feel Pretty and Unpretty. You can buy a hair if you won't grow. You can fix your nose if you say so. You can buy all the makeup that Matt can make. But if you can look inside you, find out who am I to be in a position to make me feel so damn unpretty. Feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. Yes. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to either one of you denigrate this song. So I mean I love it. Okay. Like it's one of it's definitely one of my like favorite glee songs, like overall. I would say at least in my top ten. Yeah. I think it's you know that this is the only duet that Quinn and Rachel have. Really? Is it? I don't think I knew that. Until the surprise eighth season. Seven? (laughs) I know, right? Seven? Seven (laughs) season. We skip the seventh, we go right on to an eighth season. Yeah, we all need seven. Nobody wants seven. Seven was, we're, just, we're already, we already decided seven's bad, so we should move them right on to eight. Just went right um, to eight. It's already written. Will, film it. it. I would say, I mean, you guys can have your, your, your mashup. That's fine. Um, I, I, I will say the Born This Way is, is actually a good number. Um, was, Please, I, I enjoy it. It is. It was the first time that I went. Oh, hey, Kurt's hot. <laughs> How'd that happen? It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M. Just put your paws up, cause you were born this way, baby. And um, I like to pretend that Blaine's in the background and, and like in the back of the theater and was watching and also had had the same thoughts of, oh, you're not just like cute and adorable, but like, okay. Um, Did it surprise like, you? 3,000 fix. Yes, that. that's true. Were you surprised to be reminded that this episode is not in fact all about Lady Gaga? Because that, I- Yeah, you know, that surprised me. I thought it was like, it involved more of her music. Yeah, because there's another episode that has more yeah. Lady Gaga with like those fucking ugly ass costumes. Mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. that comes later. <laughs> That's like, oh, right. This one's actually more substantive with Emma's untreated OCD yeah. and the nose job and the bullying and all this kind of stuff. So here's my question. What did you guys think about everybody's shorts? I thought many of them were cop-outs. Yeah, they're... They definitely went weak on that. It's like they didn't want to focus on like everyone's issues. So they just kind of like hand waved a lot of them. 
Yes. Like so, Tina? It, yeah, like Tina's mm -hmm. brown eyes. Like, that's really the thing that you're... Yeah. I mean, she, she talks about it earlier in the episode where all of a sudden this one time she's wearing blue eye contacts because she doesn't have Asian sex symbols to look up to, which was... I, it would be interesting to like reboot it now with the success of things like Crazy Rich Asians. Oh yeah. Also, I was just gonna say, don't look at porn, Tina. This is not don't don't ever Google porn. It's well, gonna end true. poorly for you. Oh, that that is true. Um, you know, Finns can't dance is not a thing. It just well, like because he's so, not he's not self conscious about that. Right, really. so these were supposed to be things that were deeply personal and things that they were actually self-conscious about, like Emma's OCD and Rachel's I, nose and Kurt. Well, I think at this point, Kurt being gay, him saying likes boys, I think would have been more impactful season one. Yeah. When he was still like fake dating Brittany and trying to be masculine for his dad. In this season where he's like openly dating Blaine, yeah. No. I mean, I mean, Lauren. Lauren says bad attitude. It's like she's you're not. Up. You're not. Yeah, you, that doesn't bother you. You don't yeah. have issues with that. I no. can. I can take Mike's can't sing because he has made comments in other episodes about like how he's not good at singing. He doesn't really like that. So I'm like, okay, I can get the can't sing. I still think it's a little bit of a cop out, but I'll take it. Um, but other ones like Will yeah. butt chin. I'm also like, when do you? When does that bother you? I feel like his should say like divorced or, you know, like I, I feel like he's more concerned about his failed relationships. Yeah. And I mean, same with Santana because hers originally said bitch. And I'm like, again, you're not upset by that. Now, the one that Brittany gave you, you are 100% upset about because, yes. and that's the one you should be wearing. Right. And no, so Quinn's Lucy Caboosey makes more sense because that's something exactly. she has been. Now, that's a twist. Her being fat and quote-unquote ugly previously is uh, it's a twist and it's like a surprise retcon backstory that I think is utter bullshit like just yep. have me the hot girl she doesn't need to be the hot girl with a backstory that she used to be fat and now isn't that's also, not she, she could have just put teen mom on there because that did right. happen to her yeah yeah and also, I would say, it also leaves a lot to, to unpack for, like, this girl was fat and ugly and got no surgery and then changed her entire personality and how she looked so that she could be popular. Like, yeah. Also, all oh. of, like, all of that, you know, plus, all of that, <laughs> plus the pregnancy would have all happened within, like, two years, two years, yeah. Yeah, that's so, a like, lot. That's a lot. Yeah, as you said, that's and, and a lot to unpack. Like, Considering what happens to her, like, next year on the show, like, holy shit, give Quinn a break. It's, I think that's probably right. why she leaves. Yeah. She's like, I can't. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't care for this, like, I used to be fat, now I'm hot. Like, uh, fuck yourself. And it's never brought up again. No, never. Like, she's yeah. never she's fat nobody, nobody starts calling her Lucy. Nobody no. ever. Nah. Um, do you know the uh, a reporter asked the cast members what they would have put on their own shirts? I remember that, yeah. I don't remember what uh, they said. Any other oh, interest? I, ha I, have it I have it written down. Ah, okay. Hit me. Okay, so Diana is a uh, nerd. Boring. Corey's dork. Boring. 
Chris Culver said high pitched. That's fair. Which I think. I don't yeah, I think he gen yeah. He's he genuinely yeah. self conscious about that. Uh, Naya said loud, which nope. like that's yeah, self conscious about that. Mark Sailing said saw. Yeah, that's probably not what he should have written on his shirt. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I yeah. Jenna said shy. That's not something. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Amber Riley said talks too much. I think. Okay. Yes. I think, I get, I think most people. I was gonna say that's probably code for something else that she didn't want to say. Probably. And uh, Leah Michelle said makes weird faces when she thinks. Which, no. Lame. You do, but I don't know that you're self-conscious about that. And I think, I think a lot of these are are just like, hey, these are weird things about you that you don't have any sort of like. They're not self-conscious problems. Like. They seem yeah, like so token I, relatable problems. Yeah. Yeah, a, a pretty that, girl putting nerd on their shirt yeah. is not. Chris, I feel like, is the only one that actually did the, uh, yeah. did the assignment. <laughs> He's the only one that turned in his paper properly. Exactly, exactly. So uh, now what were you going to say on, uh, on Emma? Um, like, just for the storyline in general? Well, yeah. I mean, just was it, I mean, I'm curious if, oh. if it, it was similar to my own thoughts on um, how to fix, quote unquote, uh, a mental illness. Oh, fixing a mental illness? Yeah, I'm really excited mm -hmm. that um, Will Schuster thinks he can fix Emma. Uh, I mean, I will, I will, I will admit I was actually like, okay, he told her to go to a therapist, which is good. That's what you should do. Yes. Um, so he actually gave good advice, which I hate having to say. But yeah, yeah, but he's he did actually sort of like comparing her mental health with Rachel's nose. I know, I know, I and, like, it, and it's like that's a completely different thing. These are very different. <laughs> this is not; these are not comparable issues. Um, yes, I I was very glad that she finally went to see a therapist, um, and that she did in fact start taking her meds at the end. Um, her OCD is a long-standing storyline that has an arc, sort of. Like, it gets a little, um, can't think of the trope name for it, where it starts out as one thing and gets a little, like, her washing individual grapes instead of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it starts mm -hmm. out, her, her tics aren't codified, and they get a little... There. Yeah, and it it starts to go. It starts to it starts as one thing, yeah, that is very specific, and then just sort of kind of goes her, all over the place. Yeah, I mean, her her OCD is very like germ related, right? Like it because some people's OCD is if I don't do X, Y, and Z, then something bad will happen. Um, but every, you know, people's OCD ticks and and thoughts. I can never remember the right terminology for it because it's not one of my struggles, but like they're different but for her it did kind of veer into caricature of scrubbing grapes one by one in the middle of the school day yeah and i still have my job yeah mm. I, I, I would think with that level of ocd or like germaphobe behavior yeah. she wouldn't be existing in a school very well yeah like how are, no. how is she leaving her apartment to get to school on time if she's scrubbing individual grapes i mean so, I, I, 
I, I don't suffer from, from OCD. I do suffer from, from anxiety and mine tends to go towards the um, hypochondria mm. like, like spectrum mm. where um, I can go into a full blown panic attack thinking I'm going to have like, I have a disease that I do not, do not have spoiler alert. Um, but my, the way mine manifests is it's, it's not like monk where it's like germs everywhere and I can't go anywhere because I could get sick at any point. It's not quite like that because I'm like cold flus that doesn't bother me. It's quite literally, oh my God, I might get a brain eating amoeba. So mm. mine is just like super weird. Like I, I get terrified about very, uh, either like esoteric cancer, certain kinds of things, things that are very, uh, they're not like your normal disease. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. You're common, you're common. Yeah. Um, it's something that's like, yeah, no, so you have stomach cancer and I'm bleeding from the stomach kind of a mm-hmm. thing. And so they didn't take the time to explain it, but I could see where Emma's like, yeah, I can be in the school, but like food has to, like, I have to clean my food a certain, a certain way, a certain number of times. Or I have to, like, I have to count steps when I go up the stairs. I can tell you how many stairs there were in my house that I lived in D.C. I can tell you how many stairs there were between each level of the apartment complex I used to live in. Like, I, I, I have to do that. Mm. And so I can see for her, it's not like, it's not just germs everywhere. It's like, it's germs in a specific instance or it's a, it's a specific thing. They don't take the time to explain that to you. And then, of course, as, as the show goes on, it kind of, fills out and OCDs are just a very broad term that they use for her. And it's like everything that she does is because of her OCD and that's not, so they don't really do a good job of that. But like, I could see her being able to function in the school, depending on how her OCD manifested. But yeah, they don't teach you that. She's still married to Carl, right? That never not happened. <laughs> that's true. He's really I, helpful I hope, with this I, whole process of hers. Yeah. Well, I can also see that, like, that, like, big life changes can be something that can yes, trigger sure. a, a stronger response. I don't know. Melt yeah, basically, there's a lot of reasons I see for, for a lot of stuff that she may or may not have done, but nobody, nobody is taking the time to explain any of it, so, like. And I do, whatever. like, I appreciate not many people on Glee got a defining personality characteristic that wasn't like immediately either like tied to a single episode plot and never mentioned again, or just had to do with their romantic partner. So I kind of like the fact that Emma did have something about her that was literally just about her. Yeah. I mean, even though it was a negative thing and even though like what we're talking about is Will giving her shitty advice. Yes. It was like a little bit of like character consistency that Glee had. Yeah. And it was, it was just, it was her. Yeah. It was her internal thing that did have consequences that mm. sucked. It just somehow she kept her job. Yeah. Cool. And also, Sam is dyslexic. Oh, yeah. And so is Ryder because they forgot they'd already done that once. So, I mean, Trouty Mouse, right. Mouse, he could have put dyslexic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he could have. Or still sick, if 
I I guarantee you it was Mm. just the fact that no one in the writing room remembered that he was dyslexic. I feel like they needed to have character sheets, like character sheets up on the wall with like sticky notes of as a reminder. These are things that we've done that we've said in past episodes to define who these people are. So Um, I think I think that this leads to my question of uh, song and uh, okay. What? Wait, what were you saying? Sorry. Oh, your your favorite song for the uh for oh, the episode. Favorite song. Oh, no, that is not my favorite song. Sorry, I was just No, no, you've Sorry. already you've already <laughs> Sorry, locked it's locked in, in now. <laughs> Emily's favorite song is Barbara. No. Uh no, obviously not. It's somewhere only we know. How have we not are we not gonna talk about this entire scene as a whole half hour <sighs> or just gonna skip over it? Sure. 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 Let's do it. Sure. Fine. No, we it's fine, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. I was it's actually fine. waiting for you. I was actually honestly just waiting for you to bring it up. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just think about it myself. Oh, I just need some cartoon right music playing um, to signify Emily thinking about it. Um, just little bubbles floating above my head. Little, little, little heart popping as they float up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. What, what can I say that hasn't been gift? Oh, that has been very much gift, like very thoroughly gift. That, I mean, if you want my opinion of this scene, one, it's bullshit that it even happened. Two, um, excellent song choice. Three, someone give Darren some sunglasses. Don't make that stand yeah. in that LA sunlight. He could not keep uh, his like right eye open, and it was making me very uncomfortable. Yeah, this time more than ever, just that one eye was like, just not even open. Like somebody get in there, anybody. On a serious note, no, it was. I mean, he it, has, but he has some pink ones. <laughs> does he? Anyway, somewhere only we know. I like this scene. I like this scene because it's Dapper Blaine putting on a big old show. And if you think about his uh, unwritten backstory that does not yet exist, this is probably really hard for him to come to a shitty high school like this and put it all on the line, even though he doesn't actually seem to have a problem performing in public for people he cares about, even though later on he's going to be like, I was beaten at a high school. So none of that really makes any sense because Glee. Because Glee. Because Glee. But it's nice. Like, he's saying goodbye. (laughs) Stupid. Um, Yeah, he's basically saying goodbye because in the world of the show, he... I think is kind of expecting Kurt to move on, right? Like they have not Mm -hmm. been together. If you really think about it, they are what, 17 and 16, maybe 18 and 17, depending on where you 
with your your bets uh, and don't think he's expecting Kurt to really stick around once he's back with his friends, once he's back with his glee club, once he's back at what a two hour drive from wherever the fuck Dalton is. We haven't I, actually we haven't actually confirmed that that is true. We haven't we've neither confirmed nor denied. Uh, so I think he I think he's sort of thinking that it really could be the end. Even if Kurt's like, I'm never saying goodbye to you. That's a lot for a kid to say. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're teenagers. They're teenagers. And that's, you know, it's emotional. And it's nice. And it's a pretty song. It is a pretty song. I, I like it. I don't think it's my favorite song in the episode, which may be blasphemy to say, but I like... Yeah. You're um, fucking wrong. No, they're both good. <laughs> yeah, both I like good. pretty unpretty a lot. I do too, honestly. So since since somewhere only we know is already being represented, I'm gonna go with uh, my favorite one of the episode being pretty unpretty. Mab, you don't get a choice. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Clearly, yeah. her favorite gets to be Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Actually, I actually like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's bonkers and fun and dumb and I love it and his outfit's a little weird but like who hasn't wanted to just ha- break into dance in a, in a mall but only I can lead this Barbara Vinson is she here? No, this is a mall in Ohio <laughs> me but I respect that there are people who do that would like... be me yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't like going to the mall and I also don't like dancing so <laughs> It would be the resident extrovert on this podcast who was like, that looks yeah. like fun. I don't, what's the, from uh, Enchanted? I don't dance and I really don't sing. That's <sighs> how every, uh, I feel like every discussion about personal interest goes. I was like, who wouldn't want to do this? And we're both like, me. <laughs> it's this like, seems like it's fun, like, does it? This is like the, uh, it's like a dog trying to relate to cats. It's like, Look, yeah. look, playing ball. This is great. It's like, no, no. no. It just very much feels like, like that video that I'm sure we've all seen of a puppy trying to get two cats to play with it. Yes. Okay, so we have our favorite song. We've given me my favorite song. Um, let's let's look at the coin deck. Oh no, oh. we have to do the uh, Kevin McHale scale first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad, Kevin. I apologize. Kevin's easy. Yeah, Kevin's easy to forget in these past few episodes because he's had like zero part. Yeah. Like, did he have lines in this one? Not that I remember. I can't think of any. Uh, Zero. He failed. Yeah, zero for not even being able to remember. Of course, it's not. It's not Kevin failing. It's the show failing, Kevin. It's the show failing, Kevin. This is the truth, and honestly, probably for the best, Kevin. Okay, so that being said, playing deck. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was. It's you know, they got a song. That's that's pretty good. Yes, Blaine sang his curly little heart out. They had a song. There were hard eyes, and there was a chaste hug. There was, there was a hug that didn't leave room for Jesus. 
Is that a five? I think that's a five, yeah. Five for uh, a song and a hug. There was no, yeah, I mean, it's, there, was no there was some squinting and some tears. But I mean, it was, they're, they're together. They're being cute and coupley and cutesy. So I like, think yeah. it was yeah. six because like Blaine's sad. Yeah, six, six is good. Six. Okay. six is good. I mean, I feel about like, Blaine. I think we all know, like, there, there is definitely room for, for going further south. Like, and, like, they're actually in the Wait, episode together. So we got zero for Kevin. Poor Kevin. Uh, six, six for Clayton. Uh, favorite song for Emma, dealing with OCD. Rachel mm-hmm. needs to get a new doctor. Uh, <laughs> Kurt clearly, clearly is not actually actually going to leave a school that his boyfriend is at and is, is way better than the other school. And uh, I'm going to have to be, be caught on how Ryan Murphy only cast 10 people. Um, we have to talk about this off air. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. That can be another mini episode. Yeah, yeah well, Mandy yes. and Emily, Mandy and Emily teach Mav about Ryan Murphy. I try to stay away from him. Um, cool, 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 cool. I say, did anything, anything in that? Since we finally talked about this, sh- the song. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much covering everything. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Well done, everybody. Well done. All right. Well, then uh, I'm going to say that's, that's what you missed on Glee. Bloop. At Farmers Insurance, we know that a bundle of joy can sound like many different things. But to us, a bundle of joy sounds a little more like this. Because we know when you bundle your home and auto insurance with Farmers, you could save an average of 20%. Really? My bundle of joy just makes a lot of drool. Ah, the joys of parenthood. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe! Your parents are here! But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Reported 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.